Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Just Being Able's Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Hello. Yo, in this episode, we are going to talk about the tragic death of Ch- Chadwick Boseman, briefly. And we are going to talk about the new Resident Evil movie, not movie, but the Netflix series coming out. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Welcome to this episode of Just Being In Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Hello. Yeah, welcome to this this one of the best episodes out here, baby. <laughs> one of the best podcasts. Yeah, we're after a great start. Yeah, what, right. What the audience doesn't know is that we've already tried this like three times. <laughs> yes, man. We did a lot of editing and a lot of cut I me mean, takes and everything like that. How do you want to say it? <laughs> Shit. It's been a long weekend, man. <laughs> right. So be forewarned, this could just be, you know, be a really weird episode with a lot of <laughs> rambling and <laughs> yeah, dude, stuttering I, over our words. Right, right. <laughs> yes, sir. Believe that. But, you know, in this episode, we're going to briefly talk about Chadwick Bozeman and his passing. And also, we're going to have other topics to talk about also. But that's going to be down the line. But first and foremost, we're going to talk about the passing of Chadwick Bozeman, which everybody knows plays T'Challa and Black Panther. And um, the yes, Marvel Cinematic MCU. Universe, the MCU, right? So recently we got the news. You know, when I got the news of it, man, I was asleep. And once I was thinking, like, this can't be right. This can't be real. Because, you know, usually when they do things like that, you think it might be a hoax. So they do the celebrity death, and they, there's a hoax and everything like that. This happened, I, this on Thursday that I found out. It's Friday. It happened thir- Friday. It happened Friday. Okay, for Friday, uh, Friday night. And I, and I woke up Saturday morning and I said, oh, this is my Twitter feed, my Facebook feed. Everything was, he's a chat with, Bozeman is dead at age 43. I said, oh, shit, this is real. And, you know, man, you know, I know people are dying, things like that. But it was just unexpected because no one really saw this coming because he died of damn colon, colon cancer, man. He was fighting this thing for like four years no one knew about. Which simply amazes me because in the four years, he was doing a lot of movies. Yep. Including in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with his with the Civil War movie, Batman. Oh, I was gonna say Batman, Black Panther, the other Avengers movie. There's two movies right there. Yeah, the two Avengers, Black Panther. Yep. And then he did that one. What's that? Twenty two bridges. Yeah, twenty two bridges or whatever. Yeah, right. Twenty one bridges, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I think it's twenty two because it's supposed to be actually twenty one bridges in New York, but they say twenty two. I don't. You know, that's I don't I've never been in New York, so I don't know. Right. But yeah, he did yeah, he did a bunch of movies while he was doing this and while undergoing, you know, chemotherapy and surgeries and stuff like that, you know, all while keeping, you know, his illness on the down low. So I mean it's it's pretty amazing that nobody really even noticed that, you know, that much. Yeah, that, you're right, because I think, because I follow him on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that on social media and he actually posts something on Instagram way back early this year during this pandemic and he looked he looked everybody he looked kind of he was skinny right and no someone thought he was doing a role for a movie and things stuff like that but come to find out he was probably having doing chemo and things like that man right and dude i like this is this is heartbreaking to be honest with you man because just think about it this guy has he played black panther t'challa right. an iconic comic book character 
first African American superhero from Marvel Marvel Comics right back in the day, right? Right. And all of a sudden we get this movie. And this movie does sells out made millions and million dollars, seven nominations for the Academy Awards. And but at the same time it was such a cultural thing, you know, pop pop culture and also for I'm saying this for black culture also. Right. It was it was a huge inspiration for, you know, especially the um black people that this was their superhero. You right. know, we've had a lot of white superheroes. This was, you know, this was theirs. He was he was a king of Africa. He was, you know, he was he was something that they could look up to. Right. And the actor himself kind of lived up to that that role, you know. He inspired kids. He, you know, he had like letters back and forth to some of right. those kids that were undergoing cancer treatments and all the while he was having it and nobody knew. And, you know, just kind of really reaffirming it for those kids and, you know, trying to be be the man that they wanted him to be, yes. you know, that whole time. And they were really looking forward to seeing the Black Panther movie right. and stuff he, like that. He did a so. whole lot for the cancer patient. I mean, for kids in general, he, did, he gave a lot away. I mean, he did a lot. He, he really did. Mm -hmm. At the same time, being sick himself. Right. And that's saying a lot, man, because he's a, he's a great... To me, man, he had the potential to be one of the greatest, you know, actors in Hollywood and in, in our generation. My, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I thought he had a great future ahead yeah. of him. You know, he was uh, everything he's been in has he's been great. You know, I I was never a huge Black Panther fan growing right. up, like with the comics and stuff like that. Right. But I really loved that movie, and I thought he really embodied the character and right. just um, yeah, and it, so. Especially looking forward now, you know, I know it's still too early to talk about what, you know, what the plans Panthers, are for Black yeah. Panther 2 and stuff. But, you know, just I, I, I feel like he's kind of like Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man right. or Chris Evans as Captain America. It's like you can't just recast him. It's like he embodies that character. Yeah. He is now Black Panther forever. Right. You know, um, so yeah, it will be interesting to see how the how Marvel moves forward with that. But. Right, because, you know, the movie comes out in 2022, part two, you know, and they're going to have to figure out a way to recast that character. So it was already in the making of doing a sequel to that. And, you know, and another thing is that he did so many other movies for, like, great um, historical figures, like Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson, Jackie 42, Robinson 42 yeah. James Brown. Yeah. You know, he did all that. And also he did some more stuff. I can't think of it. I'm on top of my head right now. But... Prior to Black Panther, he already had like a plethora of other movies that that was already critically critical acclaimed, mm -hmm. and you know it was it was a lot that he did before Black Panther, but the Black Panther put him internationally across the globe that he they recognized him as T'Challa, you know the Black Panther and stuff like that, and and kids of color, I mean black kids, I mean they they really looked up to that. Hey, I I, I loved it. You know, I read I read the comic books when it first came out. The Black Panther people, what is the Black Panther? I said, man, it's a comic book, uh, man. It's based off this comic, this King of Wakanda. He's one of the smartest men in the world, next to Tony Stark and Reed Richards. He's one of the smartest people in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, but they never touched that in the movies. But in the comic books, he's badass. Right. You know, and when that movie came out, I said, I was really, really impressed. I really enjoyed the movie because, like you said, he embodied the King of Wakanda. He he showed that he had class, you know, he was heroic, he was giving, he, you know, it, it was things like that, that, you know, the kids look up to, including, you know, black kids, you know, and 
I really, really going to miss it. Everybody's going to miss him. But, man, it's going to be very hard to me, me going forward after seeing, seeing the next Black Panther movie, seeing somebody else taking that spot. And that's why I hope they don't actually do that. I'd like to actually see something like, you know, having Shuri become the new Black Panther. Which she or, actually did right, in the book. Or something like that. I think that would be the more respectful thing to do. But obviously it's not my call. But no. like I said, I, I can't see anybody else in that role. He just embodied it so well. Right. And, you know, and that's kind of trying to say when a, a character, like you said, Robbie Downing Jr., Chris Evans, even Chris Hemsworth, where he still got another movie coming out, Thor 4. Right. But even Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine for the longest. Right. Now, people, they're going to recast that because I think what it is that this is still fresh. This he says death is fresh right now. That it's in people's heads. And people can't think right now about another Black Panther movie with somebody else. You know, I kind of. No, that's true. But, I mean, if you're trying to compare it to, like, Wolverine. Oh, no, I'm not trying to compare it. Now we're moving from Fox to yeah, actually to... being part of Marvel. So they can kind of reboot everything yeah, and nah. we can just be like oh That's it's true. like it's like a new rebooted batman now we have you oh, know instead of christian bale we have you know um, Pattinson. robert pattinson, pattinson or you know ben affleck or what you know it's yeah that it's it's not like going from one movie to the next and suddenly there's this disconnect because it's not the same actor yeah so right you know they did disney did with um acquire fox too though now they need to write it together well, yeah, that's what that. I said. so they can recast everybody yeah <laughs> not that they weren't already recasting the x-men everybody recast i mean only person left from the x-men franchise is deadpool and it's going to be ryan reynolds regardless right so there's another one it's like ryan reynolds is deadpool, deadpool. <laughs> it's like you know yeah you can't really imagine anybody else in that role at the moment right so yeah like i said man that was heartbreaking man i was in shock I'm like what the hell is going on man he was 43 he was young yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, and I, yeah, I didn't, I, I saw the article that Julie had posted on Facebook, and right. I was like, this can't be real. This is and another one of those hoaxes. But then I went and checked the news page, and I checked Twitter, and it was all over there too. And I was <laughs> like, well, that's really a bummer. You yeah, know, most of the time these celebrity deaths don't really hit me too hard. It's like they're tragic, but you know, but but this one just kind of really was like a sucker punch. Yeah, it really, it really is, man. And, you know, the thing is, one of my best friend Kendrick, he actually met and talked to Chadwick, man, because, uh, you know, he was helping his kid. He had issues. He came to Atlanta like two years ago, I think, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And Kendrick actually met him, man. He said he was a cool guy, man, down to earth and stuff like that. He met him personally. And, you know, that's the kind of person he was, you know, out there helping people, and you know. And I think he gave out – he had $4.2 million given to some charity or something. Because he gave to charity. Mm-hmm. He gave to others. You know, and like I said in the story, he said Denzel Washington paid for his schooling, for acting, mm-hmm. paying it forward. You know, and I, and I think that was pretty cool too, man. And Denzel talked about him, how, you know, how he would be missing. You know, it's such a tragic thing that happened to one of the our brightest actors in Hollywood, you know. You know, because honestly, in Hollywood, black actors, you know, the, the top, we got – Denzel, Will, Morgan, <laughs> Samuel Jackson. You know, you know, it, it's just like, uh, yeah. And this guy right here is—he was young. He he had the potential to be one of the greatest black actors out there. Yeah. You know, he yeah. was good. I mean, he was a good actor, man. He did, like I said, he did so much in the biography to other historical figures. Like I said, he did a great job of that, man. And you know, the skies was a limit for him, man. Right. But yeah, it's 
it's a tragedy, but it is, it's great to hear all these heartwarming stories and to see that he was a man who really lived up to the principles and everything, you know, the dignity and the respect and, you know, that so many people loved him for, you know, what he did for other people. And, he was a good human being. Right, and that's a great legacy to leave. So You know, I wish we had many people like him on this earth. Yeah, I do wish there were more like him. Yeah, because we got some, let me go, I don't want to start ranting. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't start ranting, but anyway. You know, uh, rest in peace on Chad with Bozeman. You know, that's my Black Panther to you too also, Trevor. Mm-hmm. So so that's the that segment right there is done, you know, and I know it's a tragedy loss, but, you know, our next segment we're going to talk about this Resident Evil Netflix series that was announced not too long ago. Right. And I think I was our reading was is that this deals with Albert Wesker, 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 Wesker's two daughters. Most likely, Most likely they have the same last name, yeah. so that's the that's the belief. I don't think they've specifically said that they No, are, you played the games. Did they mention anything about daughters in the game? No. This is, as far as I know, no. This is uh, this is completely new, but it takes place in Raccoon City. Raccoon City and the universe of the game. So it'll be a lot more closely tied to the video games right. than the movies, is from what it, Good. What it sounds like. Yeah. Good. Um, so apparently it follows, yeah, these two girls who are like in their adolescence. Uh, I think their names are Jade and Billy Wesker. Really? Um, yeah, these two sisters. And they're moved to Raccoon City, like before the whole outbreak and everything happens. For the and first so, game. Right. So they're kind of involved in, you know, just in this town and finding out that there's a little bit more to the construction of this city and right. blah, blah, and what, you know, lurks beneath the, the surface. And then it also takes place in it basically takes place in two timelines. Time, time jumps and don't right. Yeah. So then you'll also see the sisters older, um, like in their thirties or something like that. Right. Where after the T virus has ravaged the world and everything, there's right. only about fifteen million people left and like over six billion like monsters and stuff like that. That's terrible. Right. So <laughs> it's it deals with one of the girls um kind of coming to grips and learning some of the mysteries about her father and her sister and the, you know, the virus and all that other stuff. So it kind of takes place in these parallel timelines. Now, my question to you, my question to you, um, Trevor, this is that do we really need another Resident Evil um, TV series or movie right now? I mean, it's (laughs) always a question of whether you need something. Um, I think it's I think it's good after the after the movies kind of went so far astray. And, you know, the the games themselves are starting to come back on track, but they've kind of completely jettisoned a lot of the old characters. But you you know, the same studio is doing this, doing the the movies is also doing this. Well, I mean, Constantine, that's because they own the rights. Yeah. Um, So hopefully this will be, you know, apparently the guy, the showrunner is a huge Resident Evil video game fan. And guess what TV show he wrote? Was Walking Dead one of them? Supernatural. Oh yeah, Supernatural. One of my favorite TV shows. Supernatural. So, you know, it's, um, there's a good chance it could be pretty good. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to it a bit. I will say, uh, apparently there will be like, you know, some cameos and Easter eggs and things like yeah. that, kind of like what the game does. And he did say that some of the characters from the games will make appearances. Well, well they should. Right. But at the same time, it's I guess it's a, a question of the Resident Evil movies. The first one was good but that was kind of before i really played the resident evil games like i enjoyed it but 
it's very different from the games. Oh, of course. And then it just goes off in like bat fuckery, you know, <laughs> direction and like what you the hell. You know what? I'm going to hate to say this. I watch them all and I like I mean they, they are terrible. They yeah, I mean they're fun, they're a lot of action, but they're terrible movies. They, are, they really so are they really aren't great. Dude, they try to shoehorn some of the characters right. in the video and game they, in those movies which was p- terrible. Right. Cuz I'm going to give you an example, I forgot what it was. I don't know which one it is. They actually put in Chris Redfield in there, but it was nothing organic about it. I mean, it, we just they shoehorn him, shoehorn him in there. And then they did the same thing with Leon and Amanda and Ada. Ada. And yeah, it was a lot of like shoehorning them in just for the sake of getting them there, yeah, which yeah. it was paying lip service, but it's kind of like backhanded lip service yeah. where it's like, haha, see, he's here, but fuck you. He's yeah. not really that important. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I'm worried about with this new series is that it's kind of sticking more closely to this, the video game franchise, but it's also focusing on characters that we're not familiar with. What well, another thing they is... They are related to Wesker, who we know, right. Albert Wesker, but at the same time, it's kind of like, eh, it could be good or it could just not work and we could get another Resident Evil movie franchise. But the and, thing is, you got to th- realize also is that, and not also with the video game, they also have books along with the video game within that world, Resident Evil video yeah. games and also books comic books and I think novels too I believe well there were yeah there were a bunch of novels that were written so maybe they pulled some source material from some of the books also just not the video game because you know what doing television series and movies from video games is hard to do except it's, if it's animation it's different mm-hmm. you know but I think this is a live action it's live action so I mean like for Castlevania loving that you know that's straight anime and that, I think that was a great move to do for a video game right straight to animation I think it does right. better that way. But the thing that helps with that, too, is that the characters are actually characters from the game. That's true. They may not be the exact same characters or the same incarnations, right. but everybody knows Alucard. Trevor Belmont was one of the characters in at least one of the games. I think one or two. One or two, yeah. Uh, you know, and then Sylphia. Uh, the uh, Cypher. Yes. Yeah, she, was, she was also in um, the Requiem, third one. Requiem, wasn't it? She might have been in another one, too, but she first appeared in um, Castlevania 3. Right. But see, those were established characters. This one is basically saying, well, we've got Albert Wesker, who is the villain, and that's it. You that's know, it. It's like, otherwise, we're focusing on these two young girls who, who the fuck are they? Do we really care about the two daughters of this villain? That's right. the thing. And I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm sure, you know, if they can do it somewhat like, you know, lock and key or one of those, right. you know, kind of thriller you know Dude, um, the budget for that things that budget gonna have to be pretty hefty man right just thinking about it if we didn't resident you were talking about zombies and dogs and liquors <laughs> <laughs> liquors i know, I know. It sounds weird dude that saying. shit that game that resident evil 2 like i told you years man, many times playing that game them damn liquors man Jumping out of windows. They're always shit. the worst. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Worst. There's that one where they scare the shit out of you. Yeah. The what first time you meet one, he just jumps right through the window. Well, You're like, holy fuck. Check. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They would jump. You a jump scared, man. But yeah, I mean, I can look at that budget of that um, series because it's going to be an expensive budget. I'm thinking. Well, you know, Probably, everything can't be CGI either. Though we got to have some practical effects in there too. Yeah. Well, apparently they're canceling other shows like Altered Carbon and stuff like that. I saw so that too, yeah. They'll have money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see that, right? But, yeah, so it it, it has the potential to be good. Um, but, yeah, without the main characters, 
I mean, it could be a good thing not having the main characters because we know too much about them. Yeah. But at the same time, not having them kind of removes that anchor point for some people. So we'll see. I'll give it a try when it comes out. Yeah. Unless it looks really awful when I see the trailers. But <laughs> at the moment, I'm planning on giving it a shot. Oh, I'm going to give it a shot too, man. I'm going to give it a shot. So they never gave us a date. You know, the synopsis so far. About right. It. At, at this rate, probably not till 2022. Right. Um, but, yeah. Okay, cool. So, guys, crossing fingers. We hope we don't get another god-awful Resident Evil franchise with a person like Alex who never was in the fucking game. She, they put in the movie just that because yep. she was married to the fucking director. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that she got it because of that reason, but, you know, but... They ain't making any. I don't think so. Nah. Anyway, but yeah. So then, yeah, there was, and so then I wanted to talk about just real quick another show that was going to be that was just announced. Yeah, you uh, were telling weekend, me about that, right? So uh, HBO has announced that they're going to make a TV series for the Michael Crichton book Sphere, which um, when I was growing up, it came out in 1987. Uh, I used to read a lot of dress, a lot of Michael Crichton books um, after I read Jurassic Park. You know, when the movie came out. So, um, and one of my favorite ones when I was reading all those books was one called Sphere. And basically it takes place underwater and they find some alien spacecraft and like this big, just kind of, I think a silver sphere and they can't figure out how to get into it. But then eventually it just kind of opens. Right. And then after that happens, like weird stuff starts happening, like giant squids attacking their underwater base and you know really yeah and just kind of weird things starting to you know psychological things starting to kind of happen and um and so it was really it was it was a really fun adventure book and like thrilling at the same time because you also have to remember they're trapped at the bottom of the sea i I think some of those were like i like i like the movie the abyss and things like that because it really raises the stakes because when you are that far below the surface there's no easy way out. Hell no. <laughs> All you have is like water with high pressure surrounding you the whole time. Even if you were to be like, shit, I'm out of here and try and like make your way to the surface. If you go too fast, you get the bends. You have to be in a decompression chamber. Yeah. So it's like there's no easy escape. So it's like really freaking terrifying. Yeah, when all terrifying. this stuff is happening. Is. And it's like, there is no escape. Where do you go? Um, so, uh, yeah, the, but I really did like the book. Um and the the Joel Schumacher movie that came out like ten years after oh the book God. was, I was I had such high hopes for that movie, and then I saw it, and I was like, "Okay, let me get this straight." That was awful. Let me get this straight. So that's before the Batman or after the Batman? Because you know he did two Batman he movies. Did I think it was before? I I don't quote if me it was on before, that. Before I mean, I'm that really when sure. he, he went downhill he, after yeah, that. <laughs> around that time is when he really started just going downhill with everything he directed, which is a shame. But um, yeah, that one, that movie just bummed me out. It was so bad. Um, <laughs> I think I've seen it once. It was totally miscast as well. It's like Dustin Hoffman and Sharon Stone as like the two lead characters. Was Queen Latifah in that? I, I think she was in there. I don't even remember. I've tried to put most of that movie out of my... Le- <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson and Lee Schreiber were in it, though. Um, of course, Samuel L. Jackson. Of course he was, yeah. Of course. But yeah, that... Uh, it, it was just... Yeah, the two leads were just completely miscast for the characters they played it that they were supposed to be playing from the book. 
And yeah, let, let's speak no further of that. Oh, really, but, man? <laughs> but, you know, I do have high hopes that, you know, it's it's one of the executive producers from Westworld is going to be working on this one. Um, and, you know, HBO's had a pretty good track record lately. Oh, so, yeah, they have, man. Yeah. They really have. I really so, want to get HBO Max. I really do now because I've seen some original stuff they got on there and I really want to check it out. I really do. Except for the Jack, um, Zack Snyder. Yeah, you want you want to see the Snyder? Yeah, I want to see. I'm I'm so ready to see that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. No, so yeah, so I'm I'm excited about that, and hopefully this one turns out a lot better and lives up to you know my childhood expectations of <laughs> bringing one of my favorite books to screen. Yeah, he put a lot of books during that time. Michael didn't he? Crichton, yeah, he'd churn out like a new one every year, and they made movies from it. And Just about, and most yeah. of them sucked. For the Jurassic, except the Jurassic. Wait, Jurassic Park was really good. Although the funny thing I always found about Jurassic Park is that basically, except for the main characters, right, everybody who dies in the book survives in the, in the movie and vice versa. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, I didn't know that. And meanwhile, the um, uh, the girl Lex is actually younger than Tim, and yeah, and I think, yeah, so. And Tim is like the hacker and the smart one, the paleontologist kid and whatever. And Lex is just kind of like a baseball fan and just there. Um, so, But yeah, they swapped their ages. And so it is funny to read the one. Meanwhile, the most badass character in the book is the lawyer. Really? Yeah, Gennaro. <laughs> he's actually my favorite character from the book. He's pretty badass because he, he like works out. So he's big and buff. <laughs> so, you know, like a, I think a raptor pins him at one point and he just grabs its leg and like tosses it off of him. No way in the world that should happen because the raptor is pretty strong. It is, but I mean, just read the book; you'll find. Okay, it. But, I'm gonna read. Right. Damn, I'm gonna read that. book I mean, right it's now. not like he's just like roar and lift. Whoops, sorry. Damn, man. Roar, and like you know, just like lifts it and throws it, but he manages to like wrench it oh. off of himself. I'm not gonna read. I'm gonna do an audio book. How about that? Well, that's fine. I can't. I'm not gonna read. But it is. Yeah, it is fine. Oh, um, okay. But it's yeah. A lot of the other movies like Disclosure and Rising Sun and all those ones were. Pretty damn awful. Rising Sun. That was the one with Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes. That was his, one of his books, too? Yeah, he wrote that book. Oh, my God. Yeah, but and, the, the movie was terrible. The book was a little bit better. And Departure, you said? The clo- no, disclosure. disclosure. The, one, the one with um, um, Michael Douglas and uh, Demi Moore, where she sexually uh, harasses him. Oh, he was, the, he was the guy getting harassed. That's right. right I, where, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yo. Dude, I've seen some movies. You know, I'm bringing back memories now. Some movies I should not have been seeing as a kid. I think I was just like 10, 11, when I, 12 when I was out. Maybe. So I don't know, man. Anyway. <laughs> but I guess that's what you want to say. It's HBO, right? Yeah, it'll be on HBO. No release date or anything at this point because it's just been announced. So okay. probably not till 2022 as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that was that was something that I found a little exciting. All right, cool, man. So that's Trevor. He's ready for that. I'm glad he's ready for something, you know. He, he <laughs> you gotta look forward to something because yeah. <laughs> life right now, hmm, you got to have some kind of escapism, man. Yep. But anyway, next to our other segment, this is probably going to be a new segment going forward. Trevor and I came with this idea of saying like the five things that you really love that you like. Top five. It could be anything, you know. It could be your top five comic book, your top top five comic book characters, or your top five music music band or hip-hop or something like that right you can yeah and you can even get very specific like top five marvel comic book characters or you know top five you know just find out like not just video games but your top five 
five Final Fantasy games. Right, right. You get something it can get very specific or it can be general. General. So we're gonna try we gonna not try, we're gonna do that going forward now in this segment called the top five. So Trevor, I came with the idea, I said, let's go do our top five toys that we like to play with as kids. Okay. So I'm gonna let you go first. What was your number what was the first one that you named? Okay, so it was. I guess I must have misunderstood no, no, what no, you no, meant no. then. No, I mean, go ahead. Give me your top five anyway. I'm not going to say that. Just give me the top five. Because uh, I thought you meant the top five toys that I owned that you know I thought were awesome, not just the top <laughs> five toys in general that I played with. You want to say awesome? Go ahead. We could do that then. Go ahead. We could do that then. It's awesome. Because <laughs> like you know the ones that I got. What's funny though is when I was coming up with this list <laughs> is that every single one comes with some form of a sob story. <laughs> I don't have that problem, man. <laughs> I don't think I never had a sob story that came in my. Well, yeah, probably one of my toys. Right. So I think the first one I'll start with then, which is also you know ones that I played with in general, was you know growing up as a kid. I was born in 1977. There, I just yeah, aged myself. So you did. Um, so you know, Star, Me also. Star Wars was huge at the time. Right. So I was you know huge into Luke Skywalker and just the Star Wars franchise. And you know they had all the the toys and the action figures. So when they first started coming out, you know how when you would flip over the um, the back of the the figure case? Yeah, I remember. And they would show like the little pictures of all the figures that they had and they were numbered. Right. And then there were like a hundred or so of the first series or the um, well, we managed to get like all hundred of the figures. Damn. You know, my brother and I. Yeah, you know, and so that was kind of our goal to get all of them. And we did manage to and just and you know, we loved playing with them. Um, we didn't have a lot of the the vehicles and stuff because my parents weren't really rich right um my mom actually would make a lot of that stuff for us later in life i remember you telling yeah, me that <laughs> it's pretty cool so she made let a, like a wooden millennium falcon that we could then flip over upside down and use as a base for gi joes and stuff you know and Versatile. out of like paper mache and wire she would make like the um the wampa cage uh, you know the cave with a so i could hang luke upside down with a rubber that, yeah. band and yeah she's very creative um so that was kind of cool. Shout but, out to Trevor's mom. Yeah. So, um, but one one day when I was living in Michigan, I was probably like you know four or five. We were playing on the porch with all of our toys, and we got called in for dinner. Right. So we went into dinner and we ate, and then when we came back out, all of them were gone. Damn. Someone had come and come and stolen every single figure off of Ooh, our porch. I bet you cried. Oh, we cried, cried big cried. time. My parents felt so bad. They tried to buy us as many of them as they could to make up for it, but Damn, nothing like the first batch you had. Though. Yeah, so that kind of sucked. But yeah, so Star Wars action figures were always a big one. Okay. All right. For me, um something in my early years, I was playing with Hot Wheels. I looked at like the Hot Wheel cars, mm -hmm. man. My mom, I was dying to have my mom go buy me the Hot Wheels to get the playset too. You pull the rubber band and boom, it's going to circle. I mean, the loop and stuff like that. I think they were pretty cool, man, the Hot Wheels. I tried to get them all I could, but they, but I got in trouble most of the time. I left them in a the fucking um, the way. My mom stepped oh, yeah, on them. Oh, yeah, you step on them. Those things, yeah, those things <laughs> they roll. Hurt. They hurt and they roll. So. <laughs> my mom said, get these guys. I'm not, you know, shout out to my mom. <laughs> she said, get these damn cars. I'm like, oh, yes, man. I mean, I left them in the... I didn't put them away. And my, she stepped on them, man. You know, Hollywood's one of my um, favorite toys as a kid. I would think they're pretty awesome. So that's one of them. I got another one. That's my tragic story of mine. <laughs> I mean, I don't have many tragic stories, but I, I'm. <laughs> um, let's see. The other one, um, uh, another thing that I would play with a lot was uh, G.I. Joe, of course. 
you and I are going to talk about that. That's my other toy, too. Go ahead. Right. So G.I. Joe is a huge one. Um, you know, a couple of the highlights of that was uh, the Storm Shadow when he became um, oh, a Joe. Uh, a Joe. A Joe. Mm-hmm. What's funny is my brother actually got that one. And um, and even though, you know, if, if you've ever seen me, you know, I have the Arashikage tattoo. Yeah. You know, the Ninja Clan tattoo on my forearm. The Storm Shadow we got didn't have the tattoo. Ooh. It was like a rare one where he, yeah, we found one that didn't have the tattoo. So that was the one my brother bought. Just imagine if you kept that son. I know. I, I know he broke his rubber band, snapped and everything. Oh. So he's not in one piece. But yeah. but he still got it? Uh, probably not at this point. Oh, okay. uh, I'd have to check. He, Phineas would have it if anybody yeah. had it because we gave all of our G.I. Joes to him. Right. Um, my mom always found that funny was that, you know, she would be like, all right, time to, you know, time to donate toys and stuff like that. And we would be like, here, Phineas, you take our toys so we don't have to donate them and give them away. Wow. <laughs> Must be not having three boys in the house, yeah. right? <laughs> so, Damn. Um, but yeah, and that one was a highlight. And I, I got like the, the big stealth fighter one year I for Christmas. That. Yeah, that. that was pretty damn cool. Well, my highlight for my G.I. Joe is that the dragonfly. I'm going to tell you, this is another tragic end to a G.I. Joe. R.I.P. Wild Bill. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all don't know, Wild Bill was the pilot for the dragonfly. So, I mean, I had the dragonfly helicopter. I got it for Christmas, right? And I love this thing, right? And I had played it. I played it outside. Once again, always stories about playing with toys outside, right? right? I left the damn thing outside. And one day... My dad was just mowing the lawn. Oh. <laughs> and that what happened. He got destroyed, man. And my dad said, we ain't buying you no more toys. And I was like, oh, I'm crying and everything. And they didn't. And they stuck to their guns, man. Once that toy was gone, it was gone. Kind of trying to teach me responsibility. Teach you not to leave you your toys, toys around they yeah. get destroyed. Yeah. Right, man. So that's my sob story for R.I.P. Wild Bill. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one I um I taught taught um is He Man. Yeah, used to play with He Man, dude. I had uh, I didn't get all the figures, man, but I wanted them so bad, man. I wanted that Castle Grayskull. I wanted it so bad. And Snake Mountain, I wanted that, man. Mm-hmm. That was the Skeletor headquarters. So I had um He Man. I had um oh um, the guy with three faces. I'm coming saying um, many faces. Many faces. Many faces. Yeah. yeah, I had him. I had a Hordak um, guy. He was um, he, you put them together, like, take them apart, and uh, stuff yeah. like that. Moss man. Yeah, man, dude, there was so many characters. Dude, what was it Stinkor? Stinkor smelled bad. Merman. <laughs> talking like that. Everything had a man at the end, right? Yeah, of course. At the time, <laughs> and they only had one female character, Tila. Tila, yeah. Then, well, and also Evil in. Well, and Evelyn, but also the Empress or whatever her oh, name the em- is. Oh, that's right. The yeah. Empress from the guys. But then that, that was it for He-Man. Then yeah. She-Ra comes along. Right. Well, we decided we do two from some of the girls. You know what? But the boy likes She-Ra too. <laughs> like, come on. Well, that's always been the biggest problem with toys is that they still don't think that people want to buy the female characters. But, you know, that's bullshit. It's like the little girls want to have something to buy. Yeah. And the guys actually, a lot of them didn't mind buying the female characters. No. I always wanted to own them. I was always disappointed that they didn't make them because I couldn't get a complete set and actually like play like the movie or the show or the whatever because it was like, well, I'm missing a character. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And an important character at that. So. And then the thing is, man, the, the toys that we name it actually had cartoons because without the cartoons, I would not be getting the toys. Right. You know, every time I watched He-Man, I wanted that toy. 
And you know, or GI Joe won that toy. That's a big strategy. It's a big strategy. That was the biggest thing I always say in the 80s is let's produce this toy line. Let's push them out there. They do these books. They do these cartoons. But the cartoons were the, the kicker. That was the thing that got it. Right. You know, because the kids said, oh, I want that. I want that character right there. I want that. And nine times out of ten, they had them. Including G.I. Joe, dude. Yeah. I mean, all of them did, but... G.I. Joe released just about every, every, char- every character that showed up on screen. Yeah, even Chuckles. They released <laughs> Was it Chuckles or Chuck? It was Chuckles. Chuckles. <laughs> I'm like, damn, he came out later. <laughs> remember him? Yeah, I remember Chuckles. But you know what? He was only, only in the movie one time, but he was big in the comic book, though. Yeah. But in the G.I. Joe movie, we saw him once. Never again. Yeah. Even that basketball player they had it only once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he, they, they didn't have a figure for him, though. I don't think they did. They might not have. Uh, they did for the fridge, though. Oh, of course. <laughs> and uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Sar- but Sergeant Slaughter was a mainstay. <laughs> yeah, he was like After the movie, he was a mainstay. You know, you know, he always introduced himself in the beginning of the cartoon with Sergeant Slaughter. And then, peace, you know, shout out to him. Because after wrestling, man, he didn't, wasn't doing much of that anymore. Right. You know, but yeah, anyway, he, man, was the other one I, I liked and played with. You know, same. Yeah, mine. Uh, another one of mine was Transformers, of course. Yes. So <laughs> I, I, had, I had like yeah, the most of the Transformers growing up. Um, there were some of the ones that I couldn't find, even though that they were like early on, they were my favorites. But I also lived overseas, so it was yeah, a little right. bit trickier. But you know, like I could never find Jazz, but I liked Jazz. Um, and you know, but I had I had a lot of the other ones. Right. Uh, I don't think I ever owned Optimus Prime though. I never did. A but, friend did, but yeah, Optimus Prime was really expensive. Cause, yes, because they had a freaking trailer on that right, thing, man. But he was a big, bigger it, toy. You know, the crazy part is, my brother got Optimus Prime. I'm like, he son of a, he, he was lucky, and he's younger than me. Right. And I wanted Optimus Prime for the longest because back in the day, those Transformers were made out of die cast. They was metal. Yes. And that's they don't make them like that anymore. No. I mean, that's 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 crazy, man. And like you, man, I love Transformers. I think the biggest one i ever had no no the one i thought was cool was blitzwing he was a triple changer right the the tank and the jet i thought that was pretty awesome man he like astro train i was triple changers right mm-hmm. i like those you know that was the coolest one i ever had but then again i the oh i'm a i'm a grown man now i hate to, i'm not afraid to say this I can get a transformer right I now. I say you still. Collect I still them. collect them, man, because I got freaking Devastator, dude. I wanted Devastator. Yep. I never could complete the set. I had like two of the damn constructor cons. You know, I never could complete the whole fucking set, man. Yeah. Now as an adult, I can afford it. <laughs> I can buy it. <laughs> and I can buy the Optimus Prime because I got them standing over there on the shelf right now. Yep. So I mean, I mean, as a kid, you know, I couldn't get them because my mom and dad didn't have the money to buy them. Cause those things was expensive at the time. Yeah, man. they were. And the one, the cheapest one was the mini. Many um, transform like Bumblebee. Uh, oh my God! I'm thinking about the one Cosmo. Uh, the, the, yeah, the, like they were like really small. They were really yeah. small. They were cheap. Yes, you know, like Cliff, Cliff Hank, Cliff, Cliff Jumper. Jumper. Yeah, and all those guys. They were cheap. Right. Huff was a little miniature truck. I had him. Yeah, I had him. I had him. So yeah, they were easy to get. They were cheaper. Right. And another thing, I'm going back to GI Joe. When you collect GI Joe. In the back of the um, package, they had those flags. You could kind of collect those for points. Right. And you go mail them in and get the toys and stuff like that. Yeah. I did it twice, and I got the freaking Cobra Commander with the um, with the cloth hood. The cloth hood. Yes. I like couldn't couldn't buy them in the store. No. Yeah. There were some that were all, yeah order only. And that was one of them, man. And the little um, GI Joe 
um, machines, little robots, the pack racks, whatever they were. It was the missile launcher, right? The machine gun, flamethrower, the machine gun. I got those too. So, as a kid, you was very stoked to get those things because you know, as a kid, you don't get any mail. Yeah, we got we got one time. Um, I think it was I want to say it was the Emperor, but like for for Star Wars, we ordered those like that. It was you could order special online with the things um, for it was like the spectral ghost like see through oh, really? Emperor. Yeah, so we ordered one for me and one for my brother. Mine arrived, but my brother's, they were like, they just came in like a box that was pretty much the shape of right. like a coffin for the character. Right. And it, the bottom was open and it had fallen out. It was oh. not there or someone had taken it. Dude, I'm glad you said but, that about the Emperor, right? Yeah. Not too long ago, I found my character. I got him. I got the Emperor, man. I, I found him somewhere at home back in Mississippi, my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. I went up in the attic, I was going through everything. And the freaking emperor right there. Like, oh, this son of a I got it right now, man. I think I got it in my car. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in bad shape. I think his nose kind of like been torn off a little bit. But, hey, yeah. he still moves his arm and legs. Because, <laughs> you know, in the Kenner toy, they only went one dimension, like up and down. Yeah. You know, not like G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe had all kinds of, you can move him around yeah. and shit. I actually have a bunch of the Star Wars ones still. Um, uh, but... Our Han Solo, I don't know what happened. He got like dragged on the the concrete or something, but his face is like all scratched up. He basically looks like that dude in the bar who gets his arm chopped off or <laughs> in a uh, most icely, you know, that really ugly face dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like you either. <laughs> That's what his face looks like with <laughs> the toy of Han Solo. Wow. So, but, but um back to Transformers, like the the big one for me that I got was Hot Rod, like when after oh, the right. Transformers movie had right. come out. I looked all summer for this thing because I lived overseas. We would only be able to come uh, right. come home for the summer, and then we would have saved up our allowance and would be uh, buying everything that we couldn't for the year. I was looking all over for him and could not find him. And then finally we went to a Toys R Us one time, and um, and I was there, and I was like, ah, oh, he's, he's still not here. And there was this kid who was like right next to me, you know, probably a little bit older than me. Right. And he was like, oh, you're looking for Hot Rod? Well, what happens is, is that when they um, when they have uh, boxes or that come in, there's only one hot rod per box. So there's like a box sitting there, like sealed up on the floor. Oh. The kid goes and opens it, and then pulls out a hot rod, and he's like, "There you go." I was like, Damn. <laughs> "Made my day." Yeah, shout out to that kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that kid made you know that kid made young me you yeah. know <laughs> his entire year. That was like huge. Hell yeah! And so you know, in the cartoon, hot rod was a punk. I mean, he had. He was a sucky leader in the cartoon, man. He he had so many doubts of being a leader. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah, they kind of did him wrong. They did. After getting the uh, Matrix of Leadership in the movie, and doing what he did, and then season three comes around, he's having self doubt about being a damn leader. Yeah. He made all kind of bad decisions. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, they were kind of paving the way to bring Optimus, Optimus Prime back. Because yeah. they know they screwed up in them fucking movies. Right. I'm cursing, guys, because that's kind of pissed me off as a kid, <laughs> man. Like, I'm, I'm crying because they killed out one of my favorite characters. I told somebody, right, they laughed at me. You laugh all you want to. <laughs> but the six, seven-year-old kid to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's tragic. That's tragic, man. They killed one of you know, my best characters, man. One of my favorite characters in my cartoon. That's, that's shocking to a kid my age, man. It is. No one, no kids ready for death in a cartoon. cartoon. And even in real life, hell, when you bring it to your cartoon. Right. So, anyway, 
I digress. <laughs> All right, so I think we've gone through what, yeah. three or no, is that four? four? Went okay. to four. So what's your next one? Now, the next one I got is Legos. I love some Legos, man. As a kid, my mom used to give like, because I had a vile imagination as a kid, man. Because like I said, I had so many toys. I had Transformer there. I had G.I. Joe there. I got a Star Wars there. I have other things there. So with the Legos, I had the opportunity to create things. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom used to give me boxes, not boxes, buckets. Buckets and stuff, and you had Legos. You had the other thing that was like Legos called um, something else, but it was cool because I built. Duplo? No, no, it was something else. I can't think of it, but I built houses, castles, headquarters, Playmobil. <laughs> maybe Is that what you're thinking? Maybe of? so. Cause I built, I built like headquarters for my toys, mm-hmm. and then I think that was pretty cool. Cause as a kid, man, you had to use your imagination, you know. Like I said, I had all my other toys right there. I had to make cardboard boxes of a headquarters. I had my Lego headquarters. <laughs> but that's what I did with my Legos, man. You know, I used to, But now, Legos advanced so much. I mean, not like when I was growing up as a kid. They got every freaking thing. I know, yeah. From superheroes to the movies. Yeah, and but and we had to get creative with some of the pieces because they didn't always have like smooth corner pieces no, they didn't. or things like that. So everything for us was very blocky. Blocky. Yeah, yeah. right. You know, I had to be very creative, man. I mean... I thought of Transformers out of blocks. I mean, the Legos. You know what I'm saying? It was just, just being creative, man. But yeah, that was my other um, awesome toys I like to play with, man. Because with Legos, you build from imagination. Mm-hmm. Legos are always good. Yeah, it's good. So what's yours? Um, so my last one is uh, the Voltron set. I actually had a couple. Really? I cut a couple. I had like the very the smaller diecast ones right. that you could take it apart and then put them all back together to form Voltron. Right. But I also had like the big ones, you know, like the, the big plastic ones where you could actually put the figures inside them right. and you know, inside the lions. And then they would all form up and form a huge Voltron. Right. Um, it took me a while to collect all of them. And we were living in Brazil at the time, so we couldn't get them in Brazil. So we would order them from stuff from a catalog uh, for Christmas and stuff like that. When I, when I was a kid, one of the... You know, my favorite characters were usually the kid characters from whatever shows because I guess I could relate to them a little bit more. So Pidge was my favorite character um, for Voltron. You know, now I look back and I'm like, wow, he's kind of annoying. But, But you know, as a kid, that was like, you know, who I could identify with. They changed that character in the Netflix series. Uh, Yeah. He was not a, he was a girl. Was he? In the, in the, I said the Netflix series, right. not the original. Yeah, no, 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 I know. But yeah, he's in the Netflix or, series. He's a girl. Okay. Eh, that makes sense. Well, it makes sense because... It was, it was all dudes and then the one princess, really. Right, yeah. But, um, but in any case, so he was my favorite. So, you know, that you could order all of the figures, right? right. Um, so that I could at least get the, the toys, to, you know, the figures to play with. When they came for Christmas, guess what happened? <laughs> what happened, Trevor? I got duplicates of Keith... And no pidge. Oh. I was so upset. <laughs> wow. Eventually, I did manage to get, you know, pidge and then the rest of the lion so I could form the whole thing. Right. But, I mean, that was a very disappointing Christmas. You know, how big was that, um, line, the whole Voltron set? I mean, <sighs> put them together. stood up. It was probably about two feet, two and a half feet. I mean, serious? Yeah, it was, it, pretty, was... it was pretty tall. Maybe Maybe only a foot and a half, but it was, yeah, it was about... I would say that led the way for the combiner series for the um the Transformers to do that. Yeah, I think that led the way for them to do that, man. Because you know Japanese love some robots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they (laughs) They really do, man. They love some robots, dude. The mecha, mecha, and stuff, and Transformers. 
Well, man, I wanted a um, Voltron. I never got around getting it, man. Because in the United States, like you said, the cartoons they were playing were actually Transformers, G.I. Joe, He-Man, Thundercats. What else? Mask. Mask. I was about to the, mention I'm about to mention Mask. That's going to be my other yeah. honorable mention. I'm going to say Mask. Yeah, I just remembered that one when we started I, doing this. Yeah. I actually owned by one, two, probably three of the vehicles, I think. Mm-hmm. But I had one with the motorcycle. He changed to a helicopter. Yeah. I had that. I had that one. That was man. the first one my brother got. You know, really, I can't think of the name. I was of looking it. all over. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I was looking all over for Gator, the yeah. um, the uh, the Jeep. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Went to the, the Vivian Dusty um, Hayes, I think was the yeah. yeah. But for some reason, he was my favorite character. I also had like the big the big rig truck. Oh, you did. Yeah, I got that one. Oh man, that was the bad one right there. Dude. Yeah, yeah, that one was pretty badass. Um. And then yeah, we had the the Corvette or whatever, the Panic, um, the Trans Am. Yeah, the Trans Am. Yeah. Uh, Matt Tracker. Yes. Matt Tracker. Yeah, and we had a couple of the others and like a couple of the the villain vehicles. I don't the remember Venom. all of them though. Yo, that was looking at that stuff now, man. As a kid, as an adult now, <laughs> in the cartoon, it's not right. <laughs> it's just not right, man. If they ever try to reboot the cartoon, they got to do it right because it was a lot of. In- Politically incorrect things going on back in the days, right? You can't say the things now, right? What you did back then, and like I go once again with the stereotype with GI Joe with Spirit, this Native American uh-huh. here. Then you got Quick Kick, uh, Asian <laughs> Quick Kick, yo. No dude, have no freaking shirt on. There's one episode, man. He had he it was in the snow or something. He, I don't know who he was with. <laughs> dude had a coat, but he still had no damn shoes. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I mean, shoes will get in the way when you're trying to, you know, quick kick somebody in the face. <laughs> dude, what am I do? Seriously, man. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but he was in the snow, so he was hanging out with his buddy, Snow, snow job. job. It was Snow Job. It was Snow Job and Iceberg. <laughs> that didn't register to me as a kid, but now it's like, I can't say Snow Job without laughing. It's like, oh my God, who came up with that? Larry Hammer. <laughs> he, no, he came up with all the names, dude, of the characters, dude. No, he's a man. He's the father of the GI Joe coming, yeah. but in the, the bios, man. Yeah, I think someone was telling me one of the bios in the back of the it's a Cobra villain. They call he was a hypnotist, and then it was Crystal Ball. I uh, thought yeah, I told I you that Stephen him. King wrote the bio of that. Oh, did he? Yeah, I was like Stephen King. I'm like, wow, you met the man of horror writing do that, and you know, in the back of the thing, he put a city on. Maine, you know, some of course uh, everything, things deal with Maine. Maine for Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, so he mentioned that like, oh, okay, so hey, right, cool, Crystal Ball, and I had that damn character. I think I did too. Yeah, I had a lot of the characters. Do I even had that Cobra Commander when he when he had that armor suit with the the helmet and mm-hmm. then with the blue and silver um, suit, something like that. Right. I had that too, man. That's funny because I was going to give that for a Christmas gift to some of my when we were doing exchanging gifts. And the kid didn't want it. I said, all right, I got it. I'll play with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm good. But, yeah, man, those are some of the toys that I played with as a kid that was, I think was very awesome, man. I think that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And like I said, as an adult, I could buy me some Transformers. Uh, yeah. As of right now, I do have me two Optimus Prime. No, I'll make that three. And a Devastator. That stands, man, that Devastator is huge. you seen it when I put yep. it together. Because the original, man, the original is so small. It's small, yeah. And the other one stands so tall, man. It's like, it's too much. Actually, if I put it together, it's too much. I'm six feet one. It's to my knee. Yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah, that's pretty big. But, yeah, I had, um, 
uh, yeah, I recently bought a couple years ago. Uh, I found that Hot Rod. Yeah. Um, and then the off-brand uh, RC. Because, yeah, they never really made her. They did. Which I was disappointed with. I, I always wanted to own that one. But now you can get it now. They're making her now, though. Yeah. Because I remember I told you the new Transformer um, series on Netflix, they got the female characters. Mm-hmm. You know, RC is one of them. I mean, it's. I think I've seen it for like 20 bucks. I mean, it's not made out of metal, but, you know, she's posable now. All these Transformers are posable now. You could... Right, and I'm not too fond of some of the newer ones. Like, you know, when my son was younger, yeah. he would get some of the Transformers, and it would take me an hour to, like, transform those stupid things. Dude, man. So fucking annoying. They they had, like, different difficulty levels, you know, like one, two, and three, you know. And it said it made for, like, a five-year-old. Right. I'm like, really, dude? I mean. So it, it'd be like, you know, I'd give it to him, and he'd, like, play with it as a car, and then he'd be like, Daddy, can you transform it? And I'm like... Here we go. 30 minutes later. There you go. And then he plays with it for two more minutes. Can you transform it back into a car? And it's like, I'm afraid to break them. Yeah. And yeah, they're, they're not very sturdy either. So you're like, well, which way is this supposed to bend? And yeah, I was not a big fan of the new, they got so complex. They that, really got complex. Yeah. And now, like I said, they do have the triple, <clears throat> the triple changes now. And I'm, I know if I ever buy one of those, man, it's going to be so complex. I'm like, I'm afraid. I'm going to leave it in robot form. I, I mean, that, that one I wouldn't, because it's already hard enough to figure out where pieces are supposed to go when you transform them. Imagine right. having to transform something that has three different um, shapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's ridiculous. I'm going to show you when, I'm, when I was thinking, like, I got them in a box, man. I got a Megatron. You know, they don't make them in a, a gun anymore. No, no the Megatron I got, he made like a gun, but like a Nerf gun. Right. So it's weird because now they make him as a tank. You know, we can't make him as a, well, we forgot what kind of gun he was. Well, he used to be like a Glock or something like that. No, not, not a not Glock, Glock. Uh-uh. but he was, it was a I mean, pistol. His, his original one was a pistol. Yeah, yeah he was a but, pistol, um, man. Not going to make that. Now. No, they, can, they cannot make that. Mm-hmm. That's way too dangerous. My mom never liked it in the first place. Yeah. We never owned Megatron right. because he was a my, my mom refused to let us own that one. And it's so it's amazing to me in a cartoon. He's a freaking gun. He how you change to a gun and be a robot? It's all like he changed to a shrink to a gun. Yeah, he would like shrink. That always drove me nuts. It was Man. like yeah, he would transform and then get small enough to fit Didn't in somebody's he, hand. Maybe he had the pim particles. Maybe. <laughs> Hey, did, you know, Marvel did do some comic books, so, I mean, hey, it, hey, who knows? But, yeah, anyway, so that's the new segment we, segment we have now on Just Being Able to Podcast is the f- top five. Yeah, so, uh, you know, and this is something that we hopefully want to expand and let um, some of our listeners right. get in on. So if you have any suggestions, top five that you want to hear from us, yeah, you, know, you, could, you could email me or you could, like I said, go to my social media sites and you know, text me a DM, either my Instagram or my Facebook or my Twitter account. But, you know, if you want to send some comments or any suggestions, you can check, you can email me at justbeingamelesspodcast.com at Gmail. Wait. No, no, not dot com. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> Wait a minute. No, I'm sorry. Where just, was the at in there? Hold on. Just being able to podcast at gmail.com. There you go. It's been a long weekend, brother. <laughs> long weekend. <laughs> Long weekend. So that's it, man, for the top five. Yeah. So, Trevor, I know I'm always ending with this. So, how can people see you on your social media accounts? I'm on Twitter at, at Toshiro No Ronin. All right. You've been very busy politically <laughs> on it. Yeah. And on me, you can check me out at justbeingamous.com and also on my Twitter and Instagram and Facebook account at justbeingamous. So, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace.
Just being famous.